0: Hello and welcome to the Women in Tech SEO podcast. I am Sarah McDowell, an SEO content executive, and I will be your host for today. Joining me, I have Sherry Mandor, who is a freelance digital marketing consultant and Digital Tulips founder. And she will be talking to me today about how to do SEO for small businesses. Welcome to the podcast, Sherry. Thank you very much for having me. This season is sponsored by Screaming Frog. Screaming Frog developed crawling and log file analysis software for the SEO industry and wanted to support the Women in Tech SEO podcast as listeners to the show. They've just released version 16 of their SEO spider software, which includes improved JavaScript crawling to help you identify dependencies such as javascript content and links, automated call reports for data studio integration, advanced search and filtering and the app is now available in spanish, french, german and italian. You can check out the latest version at Screaming Frog's website screamingfrog.co.uk how are we doing today? I'm very well thank you how are you? I I'm always in a very good mood when I get to do a podcast and get to talk to someone so I'm in my very happy place right now
1: <laughs> oh I'm glad so, so same here actually I feel very nostalgic speaking and just relaxed so hopefully we all have some fun today Can you give our audience a brief overview
0: of how you got into SEO and end up having um, your own business
1: and freelancing? Well, my story started actually 17 years ago when I got married and moved to the UK with my husband, who was finishing off his studies. Although I had a bachelor's degree with honors in accounting and marketing from Cairo University, as well as experiencing work as an auditor for PricewaterhouseCoopers and also for the United Nations, I found it really challenging to find a job that really fitted around my new life and family. Um, Back then I was approached by a friend who was actually an international human rights lawyer and she was looking for someone to manage her organization's website and social media accounts. Um, so I took on that role basically and started a long journey of self-learning, in which really I discovered the magic of SEO and the digital, you know, digital marketing in general. I was really fascinated by the power of digital marketing and the impact it had on people. So wanting to learn further, I enrolled in evening classes at University of Westminster, and I obtained a diploma in digital marketing from the DMI. Learning really the strategy behind all the digital marketing tools and the platforms really was a game changer for me. And it was then that I knew that digital marketing was my new career. You know, I, you know, this is how basically I started my business. So I ended up freelancing, having my own business. I would say it was like due to the circumstances I found myself in at that point in time, I needed a flexible role to fit around my young children. And back then, it was really impossible for someone like me, so aka headscarf wearing Arab Muslim woman with children, to find a role like that in London. So to be honest, as much as I really wanted to go into agency and get that experience under my belt back then, I knew that going solo was going to be what I really wanted to ultimately do. So I optimized my LinkedIn profile, built my own website, and the leads just came pouring down. Digital Tulips was born, and it's basically here to help ethnic minority businesses level up their online presence through the power of digital marketing. Well, that's
0: a fascinating story. Thank you for sharing that with us before sort of you started out freelancing and having your own business is there anything that you wish you knew before starting
1: like for example any tools I think um, running your own business I thought was going to give me more time however you know at the start everything seemed like double I would do my clients work and at the same time I had to do my own so the three tools that I definitely wish I knew earlier was number one was a really good accounting software that you're you know that someone is actually comfortable using you know separating your finances from the start is very essential when you go freelance or start your own company as well as keeping track of the revenues and expenses so to reduce the headache use an accounting software that can link to your bank account and then automate the processes so at the moment i'm loving quickbooks which is quite easy i would say and it just saves so much time because you don't really have to sit down open an excel sheet and put all your expenses on a regular basis and it just does that for you without you having to think about it. My next, I think, tool that I I wish I knew before was like a software to manage potential leads that are coming in place. So a place to store my proposals, my price lists, my the service on offer, my contracts, my onboarding emails, sending the invoices as well as the reminders to pay the invoices. All that took so much time. And when you're running your own business as a you know as as a freelancer it's essential to invest in a good CRM that you can that you're really comfortable using and that's really going to save you plenty of time down the line at the moment i'm using a tool called dubsado um, which is amazing really it saves you know all my templates and uh, in a, in a, in one place it has dedicated folders for all my potential clients and leads where i hold all their necessary details and you know the, the process of nurturing them until they become actual clients and it even has a client portal which is great as it's a place where all the information for both me and my clients are located in one place. So no more searching on my emails, no missed emails. Everything is just really sorted. And I think my final tool, although I knew before, but I didn't use it except, you know, in, in the last few years, which is really a project management software where you can really manage your daily tasks and if you can sort of find the software that you can integrate with your CRM, it's just amazing because once you get that client, you, uh, you know, that potential lead, you nurture that lead, it will automatically formulate a file into the project management where you have all your processes. You know, it's a place where you like, even as a one person company, using a software like this is really beneficial because you can keep track of processes, your tracks, your deadlines, what to do. And. Um, I'm using Asana at the moment and I'm actually using the free version and it just does that perfectly. I know also Monday is fantastic and I've also used Trello. So diff, you know use different kinds of tools but essentially you want an accounting software, a software to manage potential leads and a software to manage your ongoing processes in your business so yeah these are my three things love them
0: and they definitely sound like lifesavers to have <laughs> so yes definitely worth knowing time savers <laughs> so we know um about you professionally your career and how you got into this industry how do you feel about a, a quick fire round of questions yeah go ahead right favorite time of day mornings i'm a morning person Do you prefer the summer or the winter? Summer, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's getting a bit too cold now, isn't it? Yeah. What is your favorite dessert after dinner? Chocolate.
1: I am a fan of dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Good choice. What was your first job? Uh, An auditor (laughs) for PricewaterhouseCover, yes.
0: (laughs) And who was the last person you sent a text message to? My husband today to
1: pick up my son.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As a reminder. (laughs) yeah (laughs) wonderful earlier in the podcast i said that we would be talking about how to do seo for small businesses so my first question to you sherry is um why then why do small
1: businesses need seo well a small business doesn't have the big budget of large-scale organizations And so they need to be really savvy in terms of where to allocate their budgets to maximize their profits, really. So rather than continually relying on paid advertisement that I see a lot of businesses do, whether it's Google ads or social media ads, or even just not really going into anything digital, ask yourselves: you need something to bring traffic to your website that is not going to cost you money all the time. And this is where SEO comes in. So SEO is really a long term run, which is really cost effective. So a small business website can use SEO to rank higher in search engine results, which in turn is going to bring more qualified potential customers to their site. But they have to be savvy. Um, I see it day in, day out. A lot of small companies, they reach for very, you know, high ticketed keywords, um, keywords that definitely they won't rank for. So they really need to think about their keyword strategy. They need to narrow down and, you know, hunt their, you know, their niche and find keywords that are actually related, um, to the the niche or their potential audience. And I'm going to talk about that, um, later on um when we discuss you know the fundamentals of seo but essentially a small business needs seo and it needs to be um really stabby in terms of the content that they have on their site and the keywords that they're optimizing for wonderful
0: and yes i mean you've done my my job for me there as the interviewer because that is my next question oh really okay (laughs) so yes it is the fundamentals so yes it's important so what sort of things should small businesses be thinking about then what
1: are their absolute fundamentals to have in place? Just like you can't build a house without any solid foundations, you really can't build your online presence without a solid website structure. So search engines can properly crawl and index your web pages. I've audited really hundreds of small business websites. And what I found was that small businesses often have a website that looks really cute and pretty, but isn't built for search and even sometimes not even built for their users in mind. So I would think that there are really eight major SEO fundamentals small businesses should tackle. The first one is, to make sure their website is actually indexed. Now, one of the best ways to check if your website is actually crawlable by Google is to use Google Search Console. So another thing that I see a lot with small businesses is that they don't really make use of Google Search Console and Google Analytics, and I do encourage them to do that. So the first thing that they should do is find out if their site is actually indexed. So they can do that two ways. First way, which I think is the the, the the best way really, is to sign up for Google Search Control. And once they do that, they can have access to their website account. They can go under coverage report, you know, the coverage report, which is under index, they'll find it um, somewhere <laughs> when, when they open the Google uh, search console. And there they will see the pages that Google has actually indexed and also the pages that haven't. And if there's any issues, um, Google will alert them. And so they will be able to identify which pages are not being indexed and try to fix that. Another easy quick way to do it is on web on Google itself. So when you are really you know quick Google site search, uh, you go on Google and you type your site and then the colon and then like your URL for your site and you click you know search and you'll get a list of the pages Google has actually indexed. This would be I think the best thing to do to find out whether your actually you know your website is actually indexed or not. The second thing that you need to do is you have to, you know, basically do what I would say, look at your website and check its functionality. So your website, is loading quick enough? So users are impatient. Your website needs to load quick. So make sure your site is quickly. Um, There is like a lot of tools online. There is like the PageSpeed Insight by Google that can show you if your website is quick or not. Is your mobile, is you know, is your site mobile friendly? Again, we're in 2021 here. Your site needs to be mobile friendly. There should also be no broken links, of course. Making sure that your site is safe and secure is another factor. So the functionality of the website from its core is essential to build that SEO fundamentals we're talking about. Also, the third thing would be the layout. Make sure that the layout of your site makes sense. You know, can users navigate your pages properly from homepage? Can users scroll one page to the next and back again easily? So all of these things that people don't really think about when they built their site from at the beginning, especially as a small business, most probably does it themselves or hires like like a developer, like a really cheap developer to do their site, they don't really take into consideration these things. But it's important if you are building your site now to take a look at these. And even if you've already built your site, to go back again and analyze and see if it's actually making sense. Are, you know, is it mobile friendly? Is the layout okay? The fourth um, SEO fundamental, I would say, is also to make sure that you're using the right keywords on your pages. So once you've structured your site correctly, you've had, you know, your, your navigation is fine, your mobile and all of that taking a look at the keywords and think about you know the words that your users are likely to use when searching for your product or service. So don't think about what you as, um, as a business owner want on your site, but think about the user and how they would like to navigate a site like yours. So look at each page and ensure it's unique and serves a purpose. Each page should have like a unique title that represents what the page is talking about. Also concentrate on your niche because this is where you are Going to see the gains. Long tail keywords are your friend here because if you're a small business and you don't have a lot of, you know, resources to put that onto your site, going and aiming for these long tail keywords on your pages, you will gain the you you will see the you know all you what I'm uh, you will reap the rewards. I mean, um, the the fifth fundamental I would say is to focus on your unique offerings or geographic location. This goes hand in hand with choosing the right keywords. So rather than just being general. Let's say for example, I'm a cleaning company. So just say focusing more on narrowing your offering. So for example, I'm a cleaning company in Stanmore, for instance, like putting a geographic location onto it would actually, again, make that, give you that SEO when it comes to uh, the SERPs. Um, The sixth fundamental is steering away from cheap emails that promise you false hopes. So I've seen it over and over again when people come to me and say, oh, I've got this person that sent me this email saying that, you know, he's going to give me a thousand links for $50 and I'm going to be number one next day. Unfortunately, these are like, and you know plenty of scammers out there that's really driving false hopes to small businesses even if you hire someone to do your seo i think as a business owner it's important that you're aware and informed of best you know best practices when it comes to seo so you won't get befooled you know by these people you know what they're going to be doing and you let them do the job but you as a business owner should know what they're doing just to make sure they're not really ripping you off because unfortunately this industry is not really regulated and there's so many amateurs out there and so many people promising lots of things for little money and at the end they can either you know bring back you know you know they can link badly to your site and and penalize your sites or they won't do anything and just take your money. Just to add to this point um, I'm guessing what you're
0: saying here is if it sounds too good to be true it probably is. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think because they ha- they're so desperate to be on first page because they feel that, you know, obviously being on first page, that means that they'll get the traffic. They really, unfortunately, get conned by these people. And I did see a lot of people, unfortunately, pay so much money and at the end just get nothing. So, yeah, it's it's something that they really need to think about. My, my seventh, you know, SEO fundamental would be then to build genuine, meaningful links to your site. And not through these link farms and these emails, dodgy emails, but by yourself or through a digital PR company, for instance, if you have some resources, I know that it's time consuming and can be expensive. However, links are really important signal to Google. Um, uh, uh, If you are a small business, there are like local directories that are actually relevant. I know a lot of people have been saying, no, don't do directories. But actually, if you are, let's say, a plumber who is like an an edgeware It's important to be on directories like in Yelp and like other important directories because this is where people are using to browse and search for people like you. So definitely think about the local directories and have a link to your site from there. Is a good place to start. Also reaching out and collaborating with your, for example, current suppliers or customers, you know, that have used you in the past, for instance, and asking them to review whether your product or your service. Perhaps, you know, writing an article or reviewing a relevant in you know in an irrelevant industry magazine or blog. If, for example, you have a product, ask maybe a blogger to review it and give their honest opinion. And obviously, good old PR comes in place here. And digital PR is is really going and moving forward now. And it's a great service that you can use um, if you're just as a start and you want someone to do that reaching out for you and, and, and telling people, hey, you know, look, at, check this. You know, if you're writing blogs, for instance, on your site, this blog is awesome and great. You know, why don't you have a read and see if it's beneficial to your users, link back to it. And, you know, John Muller said it's OK to reach out and give, you know, a, a nudge and t- and tell people about the things that you're doing because at the end of the day this is how you're going to get links people should know what you're doing and it's not like you but you're, you're you're going to pay them but it's just basically telling telling them mm-hmm. about the kind of quali- you know quality content that you have in your site and they most likely would probably If it's good for the users, they'll link back. And that's how you can start building
0: relationships as well. Because once you start these conversations, because I'm I'm guessing what some people might think is, oh, if I create this awesome content, people are going to find it and link to it anyway. Whereas unfortunately that's not really the case, (laughs) is it? You have to, uh, as much work as you put into putting the, the content together, you need to put the same or even more into like pushing it and get people to link in.
1: Exactly. And that comes to my last point, which is really creating high quality content. Again, I see it a, a lot uh, that people sort of turn up these blogs that are just so they're not even readable, to be honest with you. But they're just doing it because, oh, we need content on our site. We need content on our site. And they're like doing two blogs a week or three blogs a week. Even one that someone was doing one blog a day. And if you look at the, the content, it's so thin. And it's just useless, to be honest with you. And I keep telling my clients, especially the small businesses, rather than waste your time on all these blogs, sometimes less is more. So especially when you have like limited resources, time and money, just maybe, you know, sitting down and writing or having someone write you a really good blog that is really like high quality and answers to genuine questions your users are actually asking. Um this is much better than just turning so much rubbish into your blog. And if you look at your analytics, no one is, it's not even, you know, you, you hardly get any traffic on it. So in, invest the time in, in, I would say, write one good blog rather than five lousy blogs. And, and that would be just a, a good way, an efficient way of utilizing that time that you have. I love that point because I I think that people sometimes
0: focus on the wrong metric don't they and they they sort of they have a bit of understanding in SEO and they're like okay we need to get fresh content Google likes content they like and then they get that that's their metric in their head where what you're saying is it's not about the quantity but it's about the quality and you're much better putting all your efforts into creating like an all singing all dancing um because I bet you if bigger sites looked at all um the content that they have on their website a very small percentage of it will actually be performing so yeah i think
1: i think it's about focusing on the right metrics i suppose exactly and also you you risk duplicate content if you're putting so much thin content out there and it's all related to the same niche that you're talking about you know why not just merge all the information in one good blog that makes sense and answers all your users uh, you know questions. And that would just be more comprehensive.
0: So would you say that um, it's better to go after an all singing, all dancing rather than lots of niche topics?
1: Is that uh, fair or or does it depend? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, <laughs> everything depends, especially in our digital marketing. You know, But if you have, I'm talking here about a business that has limited resources, that doesn't have a writer, it's probably somebody who's writing, let's say a doctor Who's not really doesn't have who, who is very qualified but doesn't have the time to write his blog and at the same time uh, doesn't want to hire someone to pay like a thousand or two thousand pounds to write a good blog. So rather than writing very short blogs in different things uh, and just. R- putting it out there i would say no invest the time and you know do a proper article like just how you would do it if you're going to be published in like a pubmed you know whatever but on your site where you put all this time and effort and research into something that's amazing because if you have something amazing people are going to read it but if you have something mediocre no one is going to read it so definitely i'd say quality better than quantity
0: and uh, another question that's sprung to mind as we're talking is so a big topic that sort of gets a lot of um coverage of what people talk about in 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 the industry is whenever there's a core algorithm update or there's a update that google does that affects enough websites for people to be talking about it Um, So what would your advice be? Is this something that small businesses need to sort of monitor and worry about? Or is it a bit like, well, if you
1: are negatively impacted, then that's when you have a look? I think every business should be up to date with what Google is doing. I think it makes sense because you're running a business. So you want to make sure that you are doing best practice. There is a lot of updates, and especially this year, we have amazing, lovely algorithm updates happening, and the fluctuation is there. The whole community is talking about keywords jumping overnight from up and down and up, and we can see it until now. It's trending. However, keeping an eye doesn't necessarily mean that you can panic and just be on panic mode and saying, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? But it's good to keep an eye to, to assess and to see what others are doing, especially as a small business with limited resources, you can always spy on competitors that are bigger than you and seeing what they're doing and try to do what they are rather than hire someone to look into what's happening. Um, uh, something that is I think everyone's talking about is the PageSpeed Insight. And the last few years was about ranking good on like PageSpeed Insight and, and, and getting that score. I talked about before, which is like this, the the, P, the speed of your site, essentially for the Core Web Vitals. And a lot of businesses were panicking mode because they are they're small. They're on they're either WordPress or Shopify, really bad themes, and you know they don't really have the budget to do much or to change those themes or hire someone to go in and dig on all the the recommendations that Google Page Inspite, uh, Insight is giving. However, as a small business with limited resources, you can take that on board and just do stuff that are that will make your site better. It, you know, I'm sure it's, you know, you, you, everyone loves to, you know, to have a really quick website, or everyone loves to take these all, you know, best practices by Google and implement it. But try to do things at your own pace, but don't ignore it. I'd say definitely not ignore it because if you ignore it, um, you'll just, you know, basically not survive because the SERPs at the end of the day, there's so much are only on page one, the rest is on page two and three, and we know that users only rely on page one, you know, uh, uh, you know, results. And so you really want to be there, but sticking and just really honing down and being scared with every update is not good. Just keep track of your analytics. Again, that's why I say it's so important to track your analytics. So Google analytics is free. You don't have to use the pays tool to go and check whether your your pages are, are are doing well or not. There is SEM Rush, for instance, which has a free version that you can track your keywords in. So stuff like this, a lot of free tools out there that can really help a small business um, analyze what's happening with its pages. Because if it's just a drop a little bit, it's fine just to keep monitoring. But if you feel that your competitors are doing so much better than you and you've just really gone down, then you really need to address that and see what's happening that's making this. It could be very simple fixes, actually. And a lot of the time, it's all due to technical SEO and it's really quick to fix. And I could see just by, you know, fixing these small technical SEO stuff that can actually make a site go back again and, and do well in the SERPs. So definitely keeping an eye on it.
0: Is there like any other like issues that um, small businesses can face when it comes to SEO or any other advice that you want to give?
1: Time and resources are the big issues. I think, you know, about the simple tasks, you know, to do with SEO, you know, you want to create high quality content, you want to optimize your pages, you want to promote assets, secure site, run tests, find guest blog opportunities. All of this is a problem because you have limited time and limited resources. And because SEO takes a lot of time to produce results, many small businesses, unfortunately, just neglect it. And this sometimes leads to poor rankings and really under-optimized websites. So definitely, trying to be savvy and investing in your time um, with the SEO fundamentals I just I just um, listed the eight ones. I think you would see results. So don't neglect it. Allocate it a little bit of time or maybe hire like an SEO consultant. So not necessarily someone to do the job, but basically to give you some extra guidance or help. I do that a lot with my small businesses. So they hire me on an hour by hour basis. So it's like my, it's I call it my power hours. So if they get stuck doing something or if they need me to do like one task, such as keyword research, or maybe they just need some fresh eyes on their site. I'd go in and I'd help them out. So you don't really have to have someone there all the time and pay them. You can just pay as you go, you know, sort of to speak at the beginning um, until you have more resources to hire someone, you know, over over a long time. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that and
0: for sharing all of that. One last question is, is there any sort of um, resources or content that you could recommend or if you want to send me anything that I can
1: include in show notes? Yes, absolutely. There's tons of places you can do and there's so much resources online and very valuable there's like obviously resources by google i mean what better place to start than google itself and google has seo starter kit that people can go and check it out to read and see what they can do to optimize their site there's also Moz's beginner guide for seo there's also if you really want to dig deep there's the amazing alida solace learn seo guide and i'm sure you know where that i'll i'll I'll, I'll send you the links so you can add as well but definitely staying on top and up to date with trends is really important and I think it will, will, will definitely benefit any small company.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so, so much, Sherry. Are you ready to finish
1: things off with a bit of a game? I would love that. But before I go, can I just one last thing? And I think, I think I've think i missed that with, with my advice for small businesses. I just don't want them. One thing I would I would want them to do today, right now, is not to neglect their Google My Business listing. I just forgot to say that because it's free and if you follow all the steps you're going to really see the rewards you know you can talk about how good you are until you know someone else talks about you and by by creating that Google my business listing and asking your customers and your current um, clients or patients or users to go and review you and give their honest advice this will make people believe more in you so definitely go and do your Google My Business. I mean, that was an awesome tip. And
0: I'm glad that you got that in there at the end. Sorry, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Let's have some fun then. I have three well-known brands. Um, well, they're well, the, the brands that we know as today. But when they were startups, because we're talking about small businesses here. Mm. Uh, so when they first started up, they were known by a different name. So what I'll do is I'll give you the three brands. I will give you the three old names and you basically have to tell me which one is which. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: <laughs> the three well-known brand, well brands that we know today is PayPal, Google, and Nissan. Don't know if you want to write them down. I am actually. <laughs> and then the and these are these are in a random order because you need to like match them up. And yeah. uh, the three different names that they were known as before are Backrub. I know that. Cofinity.
1: Ooh.
0: And Datsun.
1: Mm. Um. Well, I know definitely Backrub was Google. Yes. <laughs> Google. Yes. This is this is known. Uh, PayPal. Um. And Nissan. You said Cofinity. Yeah. Would that be PayPal? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Nissan is the other one. I is you, you absolutely yeah.
0: <laughs> nailed it, Sherry. You got you got them all right.
1: Well, there goes my general knowledge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's your mastermind sort of topic there, isn't it? (laughs) Wonderful. Well, um, fortunately, I have to say this, but that's all for this week. Thank you so much, Sherry, for joining us and sharing your wonderful knowledge.
1: Where can people find you to carry on the conversation? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn at Sherry Mandur. You can find me on Instagram at Digital Tulips. Um, you can find me on Twitter as well, at Sherry Mandur. So I'm all over the place. Or you can go to my website, which is um, digitaltulips.com. And if you have any questions, I'm more than happy to answer anything. Um, yeah, LinkedIn usually is cool. And I'm I'm very quick at at, at answering back if you send me a message
0: wonderful i will make sure that i link to you where you've mentioned in the show notes when the episode goes live and i just want to say thank you um to our listeners for tuning in new episodes go out every tuesday and we are available on all podcast playing platforms visit women in tech seo.com to find out more about the community and you can also find out more about the podcast on the website such as speaking and sponsoring opportunities and the only thing left to say is catch you all next time thank you again sherry thank you